Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFore. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA show for Nerder She Wrote, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerder She Wrote right here on the Athletic NBA show. Join us this Saturday for an all-new episode of The Athletic NBA Show, Saturday Slam and Jam, hosted by me, Andrew Schlecht. I'll be joined by my co-hosts Alex Spears and many of the athletic beat writers that you know and love. We will recap the week of the NBA, play some NBA trivia, and just overall talk about the league that we love most. So while you're flipping your flapjacks, Tending to your yard or just sipping your coffee on Saturday morning, listen to Saturday Slam and Jam on the Athletic MBA Show. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Point of contention. He keeps throwing elbows. What do you want me to do? I want you to stand up to him, you pussy. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, Curry to the Lakers. Deadline winners and losers. Foul or not a foul. Betting on Rookie of the Year. And J.J. Redick has been betrayed. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing In This Corner. Bay Area legend, author of two books about the Dynasty Warriors. Marcus, we're still going with this T-Nasty nickname, Thompson. Little Mark to someone else. Marcus, who wins the We Believe Warriors or KD's Warriors? At what? <laughs> you can't be talking about basketball. I don't know. I don't know. That Who's was going to win the street fight in the parking lot? I'm going with Matt Barnes, <laughs> Baron Davis, Steven Jackson. Who's going to win the weed just those smoking three. contest? We just need those three against the 15 I'm going Warriors. we believe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, But as far as basketball, this is this is not really a question. They lost to Carlos Boozer in AK-47. Like, come on. Oh, and come Mimetto on. Kerr. Don't forget fit? about Mamet Kerr. Also, Darren Williams, the best player on the team. No, nah, you can't mention <laughs> this is gonna that. leave him out of the conversation? Yeah, you can't mention the good players when you throw a shot. My favorite Goodness. part was that Baron Davis couldn't even bring himself to say that they would win that series. But he was like, yeah, we would have taken him to seven games, though. But then, but then they were like, even with KD, and he was like, oh, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot about KD. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Baron knows what's up. And in this corner, from Longmeadow, Massachusetts, that sounds like a real place, Miami Heat hater, my nemesis sometimes, and the author of the upcoming book, Danny Ainge Almost, a story about the deal <laughs> that almost went down. It's our very own Celtics beat writer, Jay King. Jay, welcome to the show. Jay, how is this book that Jay just made up coming along? I, I mean, there weren't many very impressive entries this trade deadline. So I obviously there was the Nikola Vucevic talk, but I don't think they really had any competitive offers out there for the guys that they were rumored to this year. 
But in the past, no real yeah, desire there's, there's to, to actually shoot for the eight seed with, with Vucevic because I believe that's the ceiling that you can get with a Vooch team. Yeah, you're we'll not a Vooch guy. My, my bad. I, Jay, I thought you were working Neither's on the, the wind miraculous. Column. I thought you were working on the miraculous locks of Jay Crowder. I thought that was the book you were working on. <laughs> Jay Crowder is slept on by the Basketball Buds podcast. That's and, all and by the three-point percentage column. All right, Jade, start the clock. Take one. Aggregate it. LeBron James is recruiting Steph Curry? On Monday, Brian Windhorst set the internet aflame in an otherwise boring week with this gem. Jade, play the tape. LeBron thinks there's some doubt. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing this because I know he feels a certain way about Steph because I watched it. The doubt about what? What do you mean? Did you think you think LeBron thinks he may leave? LeBron started recruiting him at the All Star break. Yeah, Le- okay. Steph is not going to leave. He's not not right now. He's okay. not going to leave. Clearly, Mark Spears not having it. Curry is eligible to sign a max extension this summer, and the clock certainly is ticking on this Warrior squad. So, Marcus, one wonders: Would Steph Curry ever leave the Warriors to play with LeBron James and the Lakers? The only way I'd say Steph and LeBron plays together is if LeBron comes to the Warriors. I just don't see. First off, hold on. Like, let's go back. I started this. That was me. What? Not Brian Windhorse. I wrote this after All-Star. You know? What do you mean? Is, is it because I'm black I didn't go viral? Like, I had Uh-oh. the story. What happened, huh? What happened when I write it about the love between... Steph and LeBron. Jay, am I lying? Did not did not did not come with those you, bars. You wrote that. Come I on. It. Give Marcus his damn respect. Nah, it ain't happening. It ain't it ain't happening. Why not, T Nasty? Is there somebody else on this pod? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Is Tracy McGrady coming on or something? Like what, what, what are we doing? <laughs> I just wanted to see if I can sneak that in there. Um, why not, little Mark? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Isn't that what you said Come to call on, you? Back, back. So, little Mark died when my dad died. I am now Big Mark. Thank you. Okay. All right. Big Mark. Whatever right, size nah, Mark uh, you want to be. I know, right? Medium Mark. Now, I'm a little extra large Mark right now, but uh, it won't happen because Steph, would, he couldn't do it. Like, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. Right. It's not happening. He's going to sign a max. He's going to stay. Steph is one of these people who finds this uh, amazing kind of clout and credibility with being loyal, right? He wants to stay with the one team. He wants to be able to finish his career with one team. His wife is doing incredibly well out here in the Bay Area, right? Let's let's not forget about that. You know, uh, he has no reason to leave. So they'll give him whatever he wants. He'll stay. The only only one who might move is LeBron. So I I just don't know if LeBron would go join Steph's team. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I just can't see that part. Uh, Jay, I think we know the answer to that. LeBron's not leaving to join Steph's team. LeBron's not leaving to join Steph's team, and there is no chance Steph is leaving. The, The Warriors just paid $80 million, essentially, to acquire Kelly Oubre in a season that they basically knew they weren't going to contend for a championship. $80 million for Kelly Oubre. You don't leave a a franchise that's willing to invest that much into a team that is not really ready to compete for a title. Steph staying. He's like the most self-assured superstar. He doesn't have to chase titles. He doesn't have to chase 
more MVPs. He doesn't have to chase any of that because he knows he's good enough. And and I think that's kind of separated him from a lot of guys throughout his career is that like he just has this this rare ability to not care at all what anybody outside of him thinks. And so he's staying. He's not going anywhere. Ah, but then wouldn't that be the reason, Marcus? Because he is so self-assured, because he doesn't care what other people say to then go to the Lakers, join LeBron and say, I don't care about the scrutiny. I'm doing what's best for winning rings. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's <laughs> I just don't think that's in the cards, buddy. <laughs> I, I think he loves the Bay too much. I really do. I think that's this is where his roots are. His his wife just opened a shop in Oakland like he he's they've got this whole eat, learn, play community. Like he's here, man. He's put his roots down. The dude was protesting in the streets in Oakland. Like he's a Charlotte kid who's relocated. He's not going anywhere. I don't think basketball would be enough of a draw to be honest with you. I think he's in Silicon Valley. He's got all this business stuff happening. Like this is where he needs to be. I think in his mind, but I will say though, I do think there's a little bit of staff who's like, hold on. I'm not going to be a punk, <laughs> right? And if there are some things that make him look soft, he ain't going to do it. So, I'm, I'm Jay, you're right that he he's he's the most secure star. Like, he knows how to brush that stuff off. But he's he's got that Marty McFly, are you calling me chicken vibe. You know what I'm saying? He, he'll be like, hold on, hold on. He, he does have a little bit of that. But, but, but Z Nasty, why wouldn't LeBron come to the Warriors? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Uh, I just don't think LeBron's going to leave, you know, Spring Hill unattended, right? Like he's got a lot of people there. Oh, oh, you know, Mav- making Maverick moves. Carter, come on, it won't be unattended. Oh, Ma- I mean, Mav's busy doing other things, right? Mav's got all kinds of businesses he's he's heading up, so it kind of helps to have everybody in that one place, right? Like Jay, like if you're going to bring a production co- company to Silicon Valley, doesn't whole, make a whole lot of sense. Now, if you want to bring cooking shows and shops and stuff to Los Angeles. That's where the business is. The Warriors do need to chase another star though. Like they're not done getting a star. It won't be LeBron, but like Brad Beal, will, will they Getting have enough you one with, under 35 is the question. <laughs> that's, that's what they need because Clay's going to come back and, and they're going to be a contender again, but, and they'll have enough pieces to go out and chase another guy. I think they're going to get another star. It just won't be James. Well, speaking of trades, take two, trade deadline, winners and losers. Last Thursday, the trade deadline was pretty, pretty active. In fact, I saw a graphic on Twitter that said it was the most active, busiest trade deadline in history. I didn't fact check it, but it looked good, so I believed it. Just sight unseen, you know? Was I just, it on right, Twitter? I saw it. The, every, it was on Twitter. <laughs> oh, and everything, All the lines were going up. There were four little graphs and all the lines were going up. So I believed it. It looked good. It was a night. I didn't think there were any misspelling. So I, I'm in on that. Some trades were made. I think 16 in total. The biggest of which probably was Aaron Gordon heading to the Nuggets. The Heat brought in Sharpshooter and Professor Big Shots Nemanja Bialica from Sacramento. Zach's favorite. They also brought up. in former All-Star and Victor Oladipo from Houston. Not to mention Trevor Ariza was swapped out for Myers Leonard earlier in the month. The Bulls certainly made a move to bring in Nikola Vucevic, who... We'll put up stats, and that's what he's done so far in a couple of losses. There was a lot going on, but Jay, what do you think was the best move over the last week? I know Zach's going to disagree with this one, but Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. They needed more athleticism. 
they needed somebody to play ahead of Paul Millsap. They needed somebody to kind of give them a chance against the best athletes in the West, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Kawhi, those big wings. And they got it in Aaron Gordon. And obviously he's had some bad habits over the years, but playing next to Jokic is going to take take him to another level. Jokic makes the game so much easier for guys. Gordon has never played with anyone who has really made the game easier for him. I think he's going to focus more on cutting. You've, you see him setting screen and rolls for Jokic, which is just going to be so tough for people to deal with. And I think, you know, he's 25. He fits that young core. And they needed to, they needed to upgrade that roster because Jokic is playing at an MVP level and you can't afford to waste years when you have a guy at that, at that level. All right, hold on. Before Marcus responds, I got to clear something up here. I don't think it makes them worse. I know it makes them better. I'm saying it doesn't make them a championship contender because here's the issue. They're bad defensively, right? They're really, really bad defensively. So they swapped out out their best defender for now their best defender in terms of Gary Harris for Aaron Gordon. So the Nuggets were 18th or they're 18th in defensive rating. How much is Aaron Gordon going to help? I don't know. He's leaving the 17th ranked defense in the Orlando Magic. So my thing is he doesn't help their defense enough to where it makes them a contender. Whereas Marcus, like it's possible like their offense will be so damn good that it doesn't matter for a round or two. But if you want to sell me on, did this make them contenders? No, it didn't make them contenders in my mind. I mean, so are you saying they weren't already contenders? Of course they weren't contenders. Come on. You're a Nuggets hater. You're hating on they lost. They lost Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, and Torrey Craig. Mason Plumley, who single-handedly the cost them a game in the Western Conference. <laughs> How many games did he win them because they had to sub Jokic out because he can't defend at the end of games? He literally screened his own man against the Jazz. I, I'm with. I'm, I'm with. I'm with. He literally did. I'm with Jay on this. He one. did. First off, the proof is already in the pudding. By the way, while you're hating, uh, immediately they get Aaron Gordon. Hawks can't score against them. 102. The Philadelphia 76ers got 95 on them. They're already a defensive juggernaut with Aaron Gordon. You bet you it's time mm. for you to catch up. And I and mm-hmm. look, I used to listen to you, Zach, but you told me I could not get to. hype about the Sacramento Kings. And guess what I am, yeah. buddy? Guess what I am? So your nuggets takes don't fly here anymore. Okay. Aaron, Marcus, don't Marcus. forget about the other pickup. Mark JaVale. JaVale. What? Here's, here's what, did, what did Jay get hacked by Ethan Strauss in 2016? What's happening here? Uh, uh, Jay, about I'll, Jay, I'm rolling with you, man. You gotta just let me ride with you. Did you? Do you gotta kick me off Marcus, the bandwagon? Marcus, hey, <laughs> any size mark you want to be. May 17th. I want you to tell me how excited you are for the Kings. Okay, May 17th. Let's see. Let's no, check buddy. Back in. Did you see Harrison Barnes game is. winner? How are you not hyped about this? No, what? because nobody watches the Kings. Of Are you watching this game where Fox cooking 35 a night? Come on. Get hype about Worst the Worst defense in NBA history. Worst defense in NBA history. I, I, look, so even if the Nuggets are marginally better on defense, I think they got so much better on offense. I think they got more versatile, which is going to be a problem. They are tougher to match up with now. And because I don't, I didn't want to like steal Jay's answer. Uh, which I, I think the Aaron Gordon pickup was just was huge for them. I'm gonna go with Norman Powell on the Blazers. Ooh, 
they got another guy who can make a play off the dribble. Um, they got a guy who can run the second unit. No more, no more praying that Rodney Hood <laughs> produces. No more like man. <laughs> what if, we're not going to do is throw Rodney Hood slander. No out more, there, okay? man. But if Rodney Hood, the listen, Rodney the, the players that they've had to rely on over the years, like when Dame and CJ are out of the game, it's like it's kind of comical, right? It's like man. Yeah, Mo Harkless is a good player, but if you're banking on him to get you 15, you're in trouble. If you're banking on Alfred Camino, in the post, yeah, right. <laughs> so, but Norman Powell's a guy you could be like, all right, I could see him putting the ball in his hands, making some play, running a pick and roll, attacking. Like, I actually like that for a team that's been tough enough to hang. I think it helps them, even though I did, I do like Gary Trent Jr. I do think having a third playmaker, especially with the way Melo is going, I actually think it helps him. So. Jay, to me, you're right, but just for the sake of not being redundant, I'm going to go with Norman Powell and the Blazers. I'm always right. If you want to sell me on the idea that the Nuggets offense will be so good that the defense won't matter, I'm willing to have that conversation. It won't matter as as much. All I've heard is Aaron Gordon fixes their defense. No, he doesn't. He just went from a worse defensive coach and a better defensive team or a better defensive coach and a better defensive team to a worse one. Like Skinny Jokic is going to be locking everyone down in the playoffs. And JaVale. JaVale. No, I, I'm kidding about JaVale. But he's a huge upgrade over Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Well, that's I, not a real person. That's not a real person. So, yeah, of course he's an upgrade over. Yeah. I, I, that, that I cannot so fight they, you because... they, addressed, they addressed a couple weaknesses. They got off Gary Harris's contract. They didn't even trade that much for Aaron Gordon. No, it's not a bad trade. It's it's a good trade. I'm not denying that. I'm saying the fact that people are saying now they're contenders in the West, I got to see that before I believe it. I'm sorry, is Paul Millsap still starting for the Nuggets? Then they're contenders. I, do, I, 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 think he's, I think they're remaking a weekend at Bernie's Then they're, then they're contenders. They Paul literally Millsap. had weekend at Bernie's 2 starting and power forward for yeah. them, like they're contenders. Now. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's Ford signed with the with the Nets this week, so we got a we got a big big boost to that franchise. All right, discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Take three. Foul or not a foul. Let's take a little bit of a different path this week, guys. Talk some women's hoops. The UConn-Baylor game lit the Twitter sphere on fire earlier this week, trailing 68-67 with five seconds left. Baylor guard Dijanae Carrington 
appeared to be fouled by two Huskies players. Only appeared to be if you actually saw any of the tape or any of the pictures afterwards where they slapped her elbows on both sides. And she went up for the shot, but no foul was called. Following the game, Baylor coach Kim Mulkey was furious. Jade, play the tape. What did you see when Dijonay drove the ball? What did you see? I was surprised they didn't call a foul. Then write it like that. You don't need a quote from me. I've got steel shots and video from two angles. One kid hits her in the face and one kid hits her on the elbow. I'm so mad that she decided that COVID testing shouldn't be a thing anymore, by the way, as we finish out this final that's four. Pretty, that's that's some hot anger there, baby. <laughs> After the games today and tomorrow, there's four teams left, I think, on the men's side and the women's side. They need to dump the COVID testing. That's a real anger right there. Needless to say, a lot of people were upset. LeBron James tweeted, come on, man, three exclamation points. That was a foul, two exclamation points. A sentiment shared by several WNBA players and even UConn coach Gino Oriyama's daughter, Alyssa, who tweeted, that should have been a foul. Marcus, foul, not a foul? Or who cares because we're in the final four now? This is not a question. This was a foul. Swin Cash, UConn star, comes out. This is a foul. She's literally got hit in the face and on the arm. This is a foul. And I don't like who that baseline ref was. He was tripping the whole game. Call him weak. I don't know who he was. First off, women's, you talk about fairness. It's time to get better refs. It's it's time to grow up the ref game of the women's college basketball scene. And while you added WNBA refs too, like stop getting them these like Saturday, like, $25 $25 a game refs to so get them some real refs. about the NBA refs this <laughs> season refs. too. We could do, yeah, there's just refs all around. Yeah, just refs all around, right? It's <laughs> un- unbelievable that that foul wasn't called. Unbelievable that they couldn't go back and revisit it. And it's insanity that she got hit in the face. And listen, I don't know if you're going to give this argument, Jay, but I don't want to hear the whole, it was a bad shot, so she shouldn't get that call. That's not what a ref should be thinking. A ref should be out here judging ATOs and determining whether a foul was worthy. Did she get hit in the face? Did she get hit in the arm? If so, it's a foul. You're not some kind of like play well, call and judge, some shot selection critiquer here. Jay, I do believe it was Renee Montgomery who said, well, I was taught not to put the game in a situation where that can determine it, which is some pretty good shade right there. I do like that. There was a lot of shade going on. I also like how Big Mark tried to give me a bad argument. He tried to put a bad <laughs> argument into my mouth. That, I, was like, I, was right there. I was deterred. I was That's not going move. to say that that was a bad shot. So it, it should not have been a foul. That was a hundred percent a foul. I've never seen such an obvious foul in a critical moment like that. And I'm normally totally against calling fouls on the final play of a game. Like let, let, let the players decide what's going on. She got, run into and slapped <laughs> and, and she ended up falling to the crashing to the floor. It was a horrific, horrific no call. That said, I'm glad to see Paige moving on. I, I needed Paige in the final four. The Steph Curry of, uh, of college basketball. Where yes, where's she, the L2M they, report? They needed her for needed. the ratings, man. They, they needed UConn in there for the ratings. I think that that's actually a great question, Marcus. Where is the L2M report for call? Because I feel like college basketball would be perfect for this because they love saying, oh, something should have happened, but it didn't. So just deal with it. Right. That's every every other investigation is that with them. They would love the L2M report. The best quote from after that game was from Gino, 
who said basically he's like, yeah, you know, refs probably called some fouls on us that weren't fouls and called some fouls on them that weren't fouls. And so, like, it all evens out. Gino, no, no, this does not even out. This was the biggest play of the season. And it was as obvious as it gets. She should have been at the line for two free throws to win the game and send UConn home. Gino. And, and she would have made him unlike, what was it, Alabama? <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, there would have been time left on the clock, right? We could have had a page moment for the win. Like, you add more drama to everything. Like, that NCAA. You know she would have dropped that, too. You yeah, know she, she would have definitely made it. Let you me know be the what? first I, to I'm say I'm changing it. my argument. That's true. Paige would have hit a game winner anyway. This is all useless talk. There, There is no need for Baylor to be mad. It just would have been even more heartbreaking to go ahead and then have Paige end them at the buzzer. But so, at least it's Paige so and not the baseline official who can't spot somebody getting hit in the face. <laughs> I'd rather lose to Paige so, Buckets. So Marcus can't put an argument in Jay's mouth, but apparently I can't. Because... <laughs> I had to go with it, man. <laughs> All right. Take four NBA awards race. Get your wallets out, fellas. Continuing our weekly look at the awards race with betmgm.com. Let's start with rookie of the year for the whole season. It felt like LaMelo ball had this wrapped up, but he got injured. And is out for maybe the rest of the season. We'll find out in a few weeks. Right now at BetMGM, the odds-on favorite to win is Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves at minus 155, followed by LaMelo at plus 210, and Tyrese Halliburton of Marcus Thompson's beloved Sacramento Kings at plus 260. Jay, I'm giving you $500 right now. $500 of, of Jade's money right now to wager. Who you got? I'm betting Tyrese Halliburton. It, it's been what? it's been Lamelo Ball's all season, right? It, it, he's by far the best rookie. He came in as a very good guard already, which very few rookies do. He was helping a a playoff team that surprised everyone. Lamelo, if he had stayed healthy, would have been this award winner for sure. He got hurt. Tyrese Halliburton is next. Is next to me. Anthony Edwards has piled up a lot of stats. Halliburton's more of a winning player. He he gives you assists. He's more efficient. He's part of the worst defense in NBA history. But <laughs> I actually I like what Halliburton does. I think he deserves it more than Edwards does. And that that's that would be my bet. It'd be the long shot, but sometimes you got to throw some hunches on on the the long shots. Some hunges. Uh, Marcus, if you have some hunges to throw around, looking at the MVP race, it looks like this. Jokic is the favorite at minus 125. James Harden at plus 450. Joel Embiid at plus 800. LeBron plus 900. Giannis plus 1,000. And Dame Lillard at plus 1,200. So you're giving me 500? Of Jade's money, yeah. Five, five hunges of, of Jade's money. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's easy. I'm tempted to go with St. Curry plus 5,000. Do you see this on wow. betmgm.com? What's with the no. what's with the ST Curry? Oh, is it possible? Oh, they're they're trying to make sure you don't you're not betting on Seth. I got it. Yeah. But this this looks weird. The ST period curry. I was like, St. Curry? What? This is a divine <laughs> intervention here? <laughs> I'm going with Dame. Put I'm putting my money on Dame. Uh the way he's held Portland together with duct tape and Oakland grit 
is MVP quality right here. Like, and they still might have I a knew surge you were going left. With the Oakland guy, you know I was. Wait, was. Come on, you know what it is. Two Oakland people, right? One who currently lives there, and one who's from there. Those are his two picks you, right you now. You know what it is. Uh, I'm going with Dame. Dame. Dame is my choice, and this is not even like like normally. It's like okay, I'm leaning heavily towards the Oakland guy. No, for real, Dame is MVP this year. This is not even just like an Oakland thing. This dude is. Him and Embiid is probably it, and, and maybe Embiid missed a lot of time. And by the way, my rookie of the year, I'm going with Lamelo. 41 games is enough. We've seen enough. He had them in the playoffs. For me, that's enough. I'm sorry. I don't need what I need. Ten more games. Twenty. We know who Melo is. Give him the rookie of the I, year. You guys, hold on. I'm bother- this is bothering me. I also think it's Lamelo, but you guys are putting winning as a reason for rookie of the year when it's never been about winning. But, but it should never be. been about it that. It should be. Why? The rookies rookie suck. People. Can we become smarter? No. Can we grow? No, we're sports. Here's we the don't problem. do that. Here's the problem with rookie of the year. We we always give it to the guy who piles up the traditional stats. It's never about the guy who's actually playing the best basketball. And that's what bothers me about rookie of the year. Like Michael Carter Williams won the award. Michael Carter Williams, what do you average like 13, five and five for a dog shit team? And, and he won the award and, he didn't deserve it. I don't even know who, who was else was in the running that, that year, Hold but, but I know not, Michael Carter Williams giving, didn't deserve it. You're not giving him his proper. I think it was him and Vic Oladipo. I think it was Malcolm those Brogdon, two guys. right? Malcolm Brogdon. No, won. that was that. Malcolm Brogdon was uh, was Joel Embiid. That was that one where he was. It was Joel Embiid, Dario Saric, and Malcolm Brogdon. Um, oh come on, man! Michael Carter Williams, sixteen six and six. Sure, he shot forty percent. Was sixteen six and six? That's something. What was turnover? Tyreek Evans robbed Steph Curry. Numbers. Remember that? Remember that? Although Steph's team was he didn't trash rob, too. He didn't rob <laughs> Steph Curry. Yeah, he didn't rob <laughs> Steph Curry. Like he, just, he had a historic season. He was 25 and 5. He was wreaking havoc. He even got a wreak havoc chain. Remember yeah, seeing nah, that debut nice. at Summer nah, League the next nice. year in Vegas? Tyreek was nice. He was nice for like a season and a half, and then he got plantar fasciitis and and uh, and then they figured out he also couldn't see the left side of the floor if he did a pick and roll <laughs> which turns out is a is a problem um you guys you know i'm so glad we've talked about these awards because there might be on thursday either thursday or friday i'm not quite sure but on thursday or friday there might be some awards rankings on the athletic.com if you want to check that out Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. You can check out some uh, awards rankings by uh, just an amazing writer. I can't remember who it is, but I remember it's an amazing writer uh, who's got fantastic hair. All right, let's move on. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Athletic Brewing. I cracked open an upside down golden athletic brew. And let me say this. No matter what you're looking for in a great non-alcoholic beer, the answer is always athletic. Great flavor? It's athletic. Award-winning styles? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Fit for all times. That's a registered trademark, guys. Enjoy them anytime, anywhere, without ever slowing down your summer. Beach days, music festivals, swim meets, camping, late nights, early mornings, literally wherever summer takes you. 
And here's the best part to me, zero hangovers the next day. Mm -hmm. This summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer or brew you need to know. Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Let's move on to take five. J.J. Redick is getting upset. One of the 46 players moved last week was J.J. Redick to the Dallas Mavericks, but he's not happy. J.J. spoke out against New Orleans Pelicans head coach, or I'm sorry, head of basketball operations, David Griffin, with some choice words, basically calling the front office untrustworthy liars and that he was shocked and floored at being traded to the Mavs. Jade, play the tape. So I talked to Griff. I talked to Trajan. Uh, Griff basically says to me, come down for a month uh, if you still want to be traded. I give you my word. I'll get you to a situation that you like. Uh, We've had subsequently four conversations. Uh, Again, my agent talks to him, but I'm talking to Griff directly. Um, That's how I wanted to handle this. Griff and I had a personal relationship. Um, And obviously, he did not honor his word. Marcus, what do you make of this? Was JJ backstabbed or is this just part of the game? Uh, Both are true. (laughs) JJ Reddick should know better. Like, the dude's been in the league for 37 years. Like, you really take it... GM's word at face value. And oh, how convenient, by the way. My family is in Brooklyn. Trade me to the net. Oh, he wasn't like, he wasn't like, yo, can you please send me to, you know, the Knicks or, you know, the, send me to the Wizards so I can be Northeast with my family. You just happen well, to want to go to Brooklyn. You can easily get from Brooklyn to the Garden. You know that. Like, I mean, on. you just what happen you? to want to go to Brooklyn. Come on. Come on. I, I'm not buying it, but of of course he's right. Like, of course, good franchises probably shouldn't be doing this. You probably shouldn't be saying we're going to take care of you and then don't take care of you. David Griffin, just stop telling players that. Just be like, yo, it, wherever I trade you is where I trade you. Uh, we're not, this is not some kind of like <laughs> charity event where I'm taking care of you. Bro, you made a lot of money and we will use your contract how we use it. Like, period. Tell them that. Don't be telling them we're going to take care of you and then do the underhanded stuff. People will have more respect if you're just straight up. But JJ, you should know better. Thirty-seven years, you've been you've been playing basketball longer than Joe Lewis was alive and coming to America. <laughs> That's my pro- my whole problem with this is that like JJ signed with the Pelicans. It wasn't like he he was forced to go there. He got traded there or anything. He signed with a team that's not close to his family, and then then he wanted to to get away from that and then griffin lied to him (laughs) and griffin should have just been straight up just tell the guy we'd like to move you somewhere that's okay with you but if we can't do that and if we can't do that because you're old and you can't defend anymore and (laughs) your shooting has tapered off a little bit then you know what we're gonna have to do what's best for us and that's all he had to say but jj jj came out hot he came out hot going you know, on his hot. podcast. Like, this is why you got to have your own podcast because then you you can go out there. Respect to that, and, though. 
right? Say whatever you want. You can just go out just there, say whatever, say whatever you, want. you want, unchallenged, yeah. and and get the real story out to the people. And now, now to be to be fair, he did Jay. He did save it a little bit by saying, "Look, I'm now you know I'm happy, I'm excited to play with Luca and Chris Stapps. I'm like, if you're that excited, you know, you maybe would have reported to the team and <laughs> been on the court by now, right? Like, I don't know if he's dealing with no, an injury heel, or not, but I don't heel, know that he's that heel. excited. He hurt his heel, but I, I do like how he said he was being naive. I was like, all right, that's good accountability. If you're believing general managers at this point that are not your best friends, like, that's that's on you. you, you like, this is what they do. Well, Mas- Masai and Demar had a pretty good relationship. He lied to him too, right? Like, <laughs> this, this is what they do. The this is what they do. Yeah. The deal's on the table. Everybody getting reneged on. Like that's the that's the game. If a good deal, and on it's the not table. like there was this huge market for JJ Redick where the Pelicans were sitting there like sifting <laughs> through offers. You went for James Johnson, yeah. <laughs> like, and he had he had his contract was expensive enough. Like, what was it, thirteen, fourteen million dollars? It, it's tough for a team to to match that. And and for a trade to happen, so this whole thing was weird. I I blame everybody, honestly. Do we think that uh, JJ is going to come out because this is starting to catch fire as we're recording this on a Wednesday? Um, do we think JJ is going to come out and say like his stu- his comments were taken out of context <laughs> on his own podcast? I love that on his own podcast. I mean, but like you know, people, oh, because actually, like an easy thing is to kind of say like. Well, they're just going off one clip. If you listen to the whole thing, I said this, this, and this. Like, I do wonder if oh, that's no. coming. It's he, a great, he it's was a great heated way to promote the pot. <laughs> he was heated enough to it's throw true. it all out there. And he didn't just say, you know, this happened to me. He also said, like, I'm pretty sure my agents are not going to want to deal with them again. And that front office is going to lie to you. I say that objectively speaking, that's not even an opinion. So there was no context to this. He, he was it does flat feel like out. He wanted to, to <laughs> throw as much shade as possible at David Griffin and the Pelicans. I respect that though. I respect him like revealing some of the behind the scenes character. I like that. Uh, I just wonder if they said, Hey, we're training you to Cleveland, which is closer to your family. Would he be like, Hey, I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if they said you're going back to Philly? Does he still like Philly? Or is that yeah, a Brett Brown place. issue? Yeah. Just, but he also didn't like playing for Doc Rivers at the end with this Clippers stint. So would he like that? That's a short train ride, right? And I just watched Uncut Gems last night. I learned that Philly's two hours away, a two-hour drive away from uh, from New York. So And he landed on a pretty good up. team in a pretty good situation with the next two the best young player in the game. So who will make his life very easy by finding him whenever he's open. So this is a good situation for JJ. There's like two months left in the season, two months to not see your family. It's not like this is going to last forever, man. Like there's really not much time left to be away from your family. Just suck it up for a few months, play next to Luca and then go home. See your kids. Yeah. And if you, if you really want to get to see your family tank, Tank, get the Mavs out of there. You know, you can see your family early. You don't have to go through the whole first round of the playoffs. It's the way to go. Marcus, would you tank to see your family early? One year Hell into quarantine. No. Heck, are you serious? <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. JJ Reddick's made $116 million as a player. He could just stop playing. <laughs> Be like, yo, can Jamal Crawford take my spot? <laughs> 
I think he's just bad that New Orleans was a spot where he uh, he finally stopped making the playoffs. He made the playoffs every year of his career until oh, he went to New well, Orleans. Well, that's going to save him now. They just helped him. Dallas will make the playoffs. Or will they? They're in the playing tournament. You never know what will happen there in the playing tournament. Tune in to the next point of contention to find out if the Mavericks do in fact make the playoffs. Actually, that's probably like two months from now. Don't tune in. The next one's not going to be that. It's no, probably tune be in. Right just don't be expected playoff Steph results. Steph ridiculous. Don't expect playoff results yet. Or maybe we've come back from the future. Maybe we're time travelers. Tune in to find out on the next point of contention right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Get all of Marcus Thompson's fantastic writing. Make sure you get all of Jay King's fantastic coverage of the Celtics. Make sure you get the power rankings, the awards rankings, which are maybe out right now. I don't remember. I haven't finished it yet, so we'll see how that timeline ends up working out. Subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you check it out every single day of the week. Now we got Monday through Saturday for you with a new episode and a new a new theme and a new feel to it every single day so you want to make sure you get that check out no dunks house of strauss all the team specific shows and uh for jay for marcus t nasty for jade i'm zach z nasty keep it locked in right here on the athletic nba show As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.